Welcome to the Ministry of Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. Why is that so slow? Were so, you not sure? Had you been thinking about changing your surname? Uh, no, I just wanted to be very deliberate because it's the first episode of 2012, ah. 2012. Uh, so it, it could be the last year of the Ministry of Geek because of the impending apocalypse. That's true. That's so true. I just wanted so, to get that out there. So this year we're aiming for a lot more precision, accuracy in our reporting. and in, Considered, and in, considered uh, thinking about, you know, the comments that we have to make. Wow, and if you find that tedious and you've got an iPod, you could always play us at 1.5 times. I'd say double speed. Double speed. Double speed. You can rip through these podcasts. That's right. And, and probably actually not miss much of anything. Have you ever too. listened to a podcast at double speed? No, I find it interminably, um, you know, fast, and, and I don't like it. One and a half uh, speed's one okay. One and a half's okay. That's what I find quite yeah. surprising. Quite, I find it quite surprising that you can listen to somebody 50% faster. But then some people would argue I speak 50% faster than the average. And a lot of the podcasts, most people can follow me. A lot of the podcasts I listen to are Yankee-based, and they speak kind of slow yeah. and ponderously. Their thinking's a bit slow as well. So, you so know, maybe speed a, it up? sort of one and a half if it's sort of a, a northern, northern American. No, southern. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, right. And double, and double time, time, time if it's southern, south, yeah. uh, south American, yeah. yeah. Oh, but not that we could grossly generalise. Like no. That. And we wouldn't. Actually, typically. just stop listening to them. Yeah. Full stop. You True. Know. Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Probably this is, you know, 2012, well, year, yeah, year the podcast died. <laughs> Indeed. Well, everything. The the apocalypse, the Mayan calendar finishes, and maybe a number of uh, podcasts, especially tech podcasts. Yeah, no, I think I, yeah the whole mind thing. I mean, that was just one of those. Yeah, it's a cool number. It's a cool number. Let's, let's say the what, word What, 2012? Yeah, well, no, no. Is it like an interval power of of the 12th, you know, it's like... Oh, I didn't know that. Cool, uh, not quite backwards and forwards, but it's got all the lots of ones and twos. It's a binary number. I was not aware of the actual date. 21st, you can let me go with the binary number thing? No, no. Like, two is I think we've realised that you're, um, you're making Ternary, it. It's a ternary number. Ternary. Uh, yeah, okay. Power of three? I don't think so. No. So we, we didn't um, manage to get a end-of-year podcast out no, last year, Rich, and I blame you, as usual, because you were sick again. And I again. think in all fairness, in all yeah. fairness, uh, it was my fault. It, yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, no, I think it was the whole um, got children made me sick again. You had some yeah. kind of horrible stomach bug, you told yeah. me, and I just didn't Every make me so want to didn't make me want to podcast with you. Yeah, real life just, just gets in the way, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's I, crazy. I'm just looking at the screen because I have to say that all the times we ever podcast, whenever we speak, the little waveform that goes up and down in GarageBand just sits almost like it can't see we're here. Oh, yeah, what? First time ever, it's like maxing out. and it's Yeah, like, you yeah. know what? I think um, it's actually not using the microphone. Wow. Okay. I'm going to pause this. Okay. Well, we're back, and uh, I think the waveforms appear to be correct now, yeah, more Richard. Yeah, far more normal. Yeah, yeah. You know, cause we're, no, ladies and gentlemen, you know, not a podcast goes by on the semi-professional production where there's not some kind of um, stuff up. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, you know what? I kind of like the little waveforms going up. It's kind of boring watching the almost flat line no true so we've, yeah. we've um, if you haven't been a tool from the vastly improved audio quality that just kicked in at uh, just uh, I guess the three and a half minute stage is that we've reverted back to our blue snowball microphone which right. um, probably sounds nicer a bit and, quieter I think and if it sounds exactly the same just don't tell Richard cause no because you know, <laughs> it'd be heartbreaking, <laughs> be heartbreaking. Like, who carries this puppy in you know like wrapped yeah. up in a little you know four, bubble wrap four inches of bubble wrap to, yeah. uh, to keep it safe yeah so anyway I ho- hopefully the audio is much better yeah. yeah. So we were at um, we, we couldn't we couldn't podcast at the end of the year. We're really sorry about that. Thanks for um, listening to us. If you actually still do bother to download and listen yeah. to this podcast, 
uh, we hope you do because we do this for your listening pleasure. That's right. We don't do it for ourselves. We get no pleasure from this no. whatsoever. No. Yeah. So did um, Santa bring you any cool technology, uh, Richard? No. No? no, I can't say. Can't say he did. Uh, what about you? I was a giver of technology. Oh yeah. Yes, I gave my daughter a, an Amazon Kindle uh, e-reader. Yeah. E-reader, Richard. After all the good feedback that I'd gotten from you over this um, many podcasts talking about e-readers and things uh, and the fact that I didn't really want to spring to buy her a more expensive uh, yeah, reading device yeah. it's like hey those Amazon Kindles pretty cheap yeah I got her the pretty basic one I think it was um, it's not a touch it's not touch sensitive because I no, don't know touch, if, touch isn't, it's still not available not available in New Zealand yeah. so I went to the local um, gadget mecca also known as Dick Smith Electronics yeah and they had uh, the one that had no keyboard. Well, they had the one with the keyboard and without a keyboard. And, I, and I've always said the keyboard seems to me, frankly, be a stupid thing to have on an e-reader like the Kindle. And also, it's just... It doesn't It's not QWERTY, is it? The keyboard on those... No, um, it is. Thing, is it? It is, is QWERTY, it QWERTY, but it's not offset. It's all oh. lined up, which is kind of strange. Well, that, I think that's stupid. Yeah. I think that's stupid. Anyway, so I, I bought her the one where you have to kind of use the lot of um, like the D-pad up, down, left, right in order to navigate the keypad and I, f- I figured she's not really going to do 20, much 20 minutes later she'd managed to get the Wi-Fi password in. that's right or actually I had to do that for her because I actually do have quite a long Wi-Fi password <laughs> and, I, and I said oh look sweetie I'll do this myself yeah, and see, that, that sort of see that's my enduring memory of my Apple TV is, is having to put in a, a long password using up, down, left, right you know D-pad yes on a TV and those kind of punctuation characters as well yeah. terrible well let me and I got it wrong t- the yeah. first time so I had to do it again let me tell you that it's not any easier right on an, on an Amazon Kindle yeah but once you do it it's once right yeah oh, it's, well probably yeah. and of course then there's the the fact that I have um, a last pass generated 16 character totally incomprehensible password for Amazon right. so I had to type that in and boy that was painful that was really and yeah we took us a few goes to get that right yeah so mm. so you haven't got last pass for Kindle then there is no such thing no Richard, so okay, yes you have to type it in so it works fine on the browser yeah, right? so anyway is she, is she happy with it she loves it yeah. she loves it I, I was really impressed yeah you know I, I looked and I thought gosh I could read this this is actually really usable and it's pretty fast the page turns are pretty quick there's hardly much blinking uh, there's a whole world of e-books out there. There is. And does she surf the web on it? Uh, no. Well, we no, tried it. Right, I, I told her, look, it's an experimental feature. You can give it a go. But, she, you know, she's got a computer for yeah. that. Yeah. No, and, and we looked at it. It was complete pants. Yeah. It really was. It was It was hopeless. The page formatting wasn't all that good. It was a bit slow. And it just, it just didn't seem yeah. right. No, it's yeah. really... And, yeah, flash playback's really poor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the only flash she was getting from was from that... You know the e-ink refresh, yeah, and that was no good. Because I, I, bought, I bought my mother-in-law a Kobo, Kobo Touch, Kobo. So Kobo, you know, one of the mm. major competitors here in New Zealand, or well, the only really major competitor here Correct. in New Zealand. Yep. So distributed through Wickles, so biggest bookstore. Yeah. Um. So I got the touch. Yeah. It was um. Can you put like if you had a source of e-books, say from wherever, could you just load them onto there? Yeah. So Kobo is probably you know it's compatible. It's the other format. EPUB. <laughs> EPUB, maybe? Yeah. Moby. M- oh, Moby. 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 As opposed to the Moby that Amazon... I'm, I don't know. Anyway. I'm trying to think. Like, anyway, what, it, it supports yeah. the widest. Mo- Moby's what's on Amazon, isn't it? On yeah, Google. I think so. I don't know. Modified when I when I use um, when I upload stuff into it, I think I upload EPUBs into it, and I use this application called Calibre, 
which is brilliant application, oh. but it's got to be. I think the, brilliant's the, a bit strong. No, functionally, it's Func- very good. Functionally, fun- it's very good. Functionally, rich. it is truly one of the most ugliest yeah. uh, applications and incomparable, incomprehensible, and inscrutable from a user interface perspective. It's I think brilliant. it's written in Java, actually. Uh, could be. Yeah. Probably yeah, you're right. It's that's really probably why it's but ugly. But it works. It works mainly. So what did it, what did it enable you to do? Well, I I think I had some EPUB documents, and I don't I don't think um can non DRM right? no. non yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it went and converted them and yeah. stuck it on there. That's right. And I and I was like, oh, that's that's good. That's good. Yes. That's good because I'm not really too sure which you know is it. The, I think this PRC is another format. Uh, but uh, who cares, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. text. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, formatted text. Um, yeah, I tried Fish. sticking some PDFs in there, but mm. they were not so good because it didn't sort of expand the page. So it doesn't, it fl- doesn't reflow them. No, and you kind of really had to zoom. It was too small. It was too small to read the PDFs that I had put into there. I might try some other PDFs. Quite often, what you have to do is you have to yeah. read them in uh, landscape. Landscape, but because there's right. no accelerometer, they usually rotating the page is a painful process. I didn't well. realize you could actually use a Kindle in landscape mode. You Richard. can, you can. It's not, as I, I say, even on the one that I've got, which has got lots of buttons and a yeah. keyboard and stuff, it's not that easy to remember exactly how you do that. Wow, yeah. Uh, and there, did you say it has an accelerometer? So I can just no, it doesn't. That's the problem. How you do you get? You have it to, to go rotate? through some menu settings ah. to say I'd like to rotate this. All right, and that's maybe why I didn't discover that you could do it. It's also the the very form factor doesn't suggest that you can, you know. I and mean, with the it iPad, it's obvious. PDF, it? It's really obvious that you can, you know, use it in various um, orientations. But strangely enough, when I looked at the Kindle, I thought that that is designed to be used in portrait yeah. mode, and I didn't try it. But maybe that's a lack of curiosity on my behalf. Very good. So yeah, so you didn't get anything. You um, you gifted no. a Kobo. Uh, yeah, gifted what, what, did Kobo, the, mother-in-law the, the, excited the, about that? Yeah, she liked it. Oh, she keeps calling it a Kindle. Oh, isn't that... That's like calling a photocopy machine a, a Xerox machine. Yeah. yeah. Or, or calling a Mac a PC. Uh, the touchscreen's kind of nice. Kind of, you know, nice. Yeah? But easier to select things. Your yeah. on-screen keyboard kind of works. But, yeah, it's still a Kobo. Okay. Well, yeah, each to their own. Yeah. Geno reads. Now, Richard, we were going to do this kind of, you know, like a, a retrospective thing had we done this before christmas and before the new year and and i guess one of the you know we had a number of lists that we're going to um you know populate as you do one of them was uh you know who were the tech luminaries that we would eulogize uh, eulogize yeah um if they passed on obviously we had steve jobs uh, you remember him, don't you, Richard? Uh, not this year. No, no, no. But you remember, he, he was a pretty famous guy, and he passed on last year. That's Dennis right. Ritchie, he yeah. did as well. I can't think of anyone else. Um, apparently, the, yeah. apparently, the guy, apparently, the guy that played uh, Darth Vader during the fight scenes. Is that? Uh, he just passed that's on. David Prowse, right? I yeah. can't believe I was. Com- I'm completely oblivious to this. I think someone mentioned to me. I didn't bother to to do anything about it. I, I'm a bit disappointed well, in myself, I just, really. I just read it on stuff, so it probably happened a couple of months ago. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that, I, A, I didn't get some kind of notification on my phone. Right. Because I'm surely I've subscribed somewhere to that kind of um, trivia. Tell me about anybody that dies that was in some way involved in stuff. And you know what? No one actually, n- none of my friends in my wider social network bothered to um, tell me that. You didn't. I'm fairly disappointed in you, Richard, that well, you didn't I knew think... I'd see you here. And, and, you know. Yeah, but how long ago was that that you found that out? Uh, about uh, 45 minutes ago. Oh, okay. I well, think that's fair. I, I, I think, think you died a lot sooner. <laughs> As I say, I read it on stuff, and so it probably did happen some time ago. Oh. Uh, maybe I've been a little bit out of touch. 
in the um, tech geek world because it's been the Chris, you know the Christmas, New Year, summer holidays, and so yeah. I haven't been as plugged in as usual. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm just wondering. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be probably a little bit more upset if it was the guy that you know did the voice acting. Um, what's his name? James, James Earl, Earl Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, as opposed to the body acting. The body acting. Well, you don't. <laughs> you, don't, you know, you don't really yeah. know who, who he is, and, and later films are all CGI'd anyway, right? So, well, that's one of those things, isn't it? It's a bit like saying, you know, uh, do I care about the puppeteer and a puppet thing? I was pretty upset when uh, Jim Henson died, and to be honest, I think I'd be kind of more upset if Frank Oz died. You know, the guy that did Miss Piggy, but also did Yoda. Right. Yeah. I think I'd actually be a little bit. I don't know. Does that make me? Does that make me a bad geek or something? But I'd actually be more moved by the the puppeteer of <laughs> Yoda than wow. David Prowse dying. Yeah, true. Um, even you know, oh, what's the guy? Is it? I can't remember the guy. Last name Mayhew, who did um, Chewbacca, or maybe the guy that did R two D two. I can't remember. Oh, terrible. Can't remember his name. Kenny Baker. Right. I, I'd, maybe uh, I'd actually feel a little bit. No, actually, I think I'd be more upset by um, Piggy. Yoda, yeah. Miss Piggy passing on than one of those guys. That, I'm, I'm a bad Star Wars fan for that. Mm. Anyway, where were we? So, um, yeah, eulogising. Uh, yeah. So we didn't do that. No, we didn't do that. And then we we're going to do a list of top five gadgets. Oh, I still, I still, uh, we could do that. Yeah, well, I could yeah. do that with like, like in terms of the most impactful tech or geek wear that uh, made an impact on your life last year, Richard. You know, it's time to be introspective. What, what really had an impact? What changed your life based on either a service that you started using, a gadget device you, started, you, you purchased uh, and, and, you know, integrated into your life? Any, anything? Anything? See, I got nothing. I think that's part of the problem, really. Really? Yeah. It was a bit of a... One of the things I found, <laughs> you know, I, don't, I get on my soapbox here, I've got it's, it's, I'm finding, I'm finding that I'm just not that excited by gadgets anymore. You yeah, know, I, I know yeah, yeah. this year there'll be an iPhone, what are we up to, five? I Probably guess an so. iPad, I don't know, three. Eight, yeah. I just don't care. Everything that came out of the Consumer Electronics Show, nothing in there excited me. I was pretty excited by uh, these, like, 4K displays. It's you know, just... I mean, it's just more higher resolution. television, higher well, resolution. In fact, I don't even know if we would be able to buy them. Why I mean, would they, you they want ca- 4K when you could, like, presumably have 16K? <laughs> 32K? You could probably just buy four full HD thingies and, like, put them in sort of like a 2 by 2 matrix because I think that's the same amount of resolution. Yeah, I mean, look, you can't see that number of pixels anyway. Well, you can if you get close enough to it. How you close? Can. Right, nose to the screen kind of close. And then, so, I know, there's no, thing, I, you I, have I'm no 4K I'm, I'm finding, stuff. honestly, that the pace of change of gadgets yeah. at the moment is so fast, I just can't be bothered anymore. Ah. This, this endless hype cycle, this, oh my god, the iPad 2 went last year, oh, yeah. I'm so excited yeah, there's true. an iPad 3 12 months on, it's like, oh, for goodness sake, people, it's, it's well, a I don't buy, We don't buy into that, Richard. It's, well, it's we, the sort of... we do a podcast about it. <laughs> no, we don't. It's, this podcast is really about the... The existential nature of geekery and technology. It's, well, it's not about the individual things that come out. I mean, we, we do talk about it, but it's usually to, uh, to parody it, I thought. I, 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 felt, I felt really sad today because I, yeah. I sat down to lunch uh, with two women, and one of them was really, she was really excited. She just bought a Galaxy Tab thing. Can you so upgrade Android it to, to um, sandwich, ice cream sandwich? Probably not. Or to tuna sandwich? And the other one was an iPad 2 fan. And they were nattering at each other oh, about how proud bored. they were. And yeah. I was bored. I yeah. was like, for God's sake, get over yourself. 
I was like, I couldn't get excited about either of them. Yeah. Which leads me but, on to this whole thing about Android. When, since when did Android become like the the cool retro operating system? Yeah, you know, everyone's like I, retro. I'm, well, not retro, but you know, like alternative. I'm not doing like an yeah, open, yeah, open, so happy. Alternative, yeah, it's like it's the most. It's a bit like saying, "Hey, I'm cool. I'm on Windows." It, it doesn't work for me. And, I mean, everybody's on it. Android's yeah, the most retro? popular operating yeah. system out there. Yeah, and yet for some reason they think they're cool. Well, because it's anti-Apple. Yeah, it's it's just the. It's not so retro. It's just the alternative to Apple. Alternative was the way I was looking for. Retro. And I guess Apple has that that kind of you know you're a hipster if you use it, or you're a bit of an Apple lover fanboy you're a you're sold by design form over function that kind of thing whilst android is a bit more utilitarian i don't know i I think i'm checking out of that whole thing i'm I'm not doing that this year this year i'm respecting whatever your choices are. i'm going to be your co-host and i'm going to nothing about (laughs) i'm and i'm gonna i'm gonna respect your technology choices richard and the choices of all my friends and family Wow, and, and other people, and they're going to try. They're going to try and engage me in like, oh, what about this? What about that? And I'm going to like, hey, whatever turns you on, That's whatever right. you want to use, my friend, um, I will. I'm happy to give you. I wouldn't call it advice. I'll just give you my opinions. I like the stuff I use, but I'm actually pretty impressed. Like I, I would say, for me, one of the standout, um, you know, offerings that came out last year. Was not from Apple. It was that Nokia Lumia? Is it Lumia eight hundred, based on the N nine? That kind of latest um, yep. Windows Phone seven yep. thing. The one with sharp corners. No, uh, rounded corners. Hasn't it got rounded corners? Oh, apparently, everyone just goes on about. Oh, it looks nice, but it's actually got sharp corners. I, I think parts of it. What like do people the do? Very top edges are sharp. Yeah, but the other bits. Their wrists open with yeah. Their phone, no. Well, you could. Yeah. So parts of it. I think all the bits which are round on an iPhone are sharp on a on that Nokia, and all the bits that are sharp on a, well, an iPhone are round. Well, that's the, maybe that's how they designed it. They just yeah. did like an. Inverse. It's an anti. It's the yeah, inverse. Yeah, flip so the ones and zeros. To me, that, that's kind of like a standard advice. I I saw that and I kind of fell in love with the look of it, and I went and touched it in a shop, and it felt really nice. Um, when I tried to use it, it kind of worked the way I thought it would work. Yeah, it, it rather impressive piece of uh, design, and you know everything all baked in compared to when I went to a shop and played uh, with some of those Android phones, where it just. It, you know, it was a bit samey, samey to iPhone, to iOS, but didn't quite have the fit and finish. And so it left me feeling a little bit disappointed. What I really liked about Windows was just they, they just went for something a bit different. And it, and Nokia did it right. I want one of those, Richard. And I didn't get one for Christmas. Didn't you? So yeah, I uh, thought about this. I thought, oh, it'd be kind of nice to have a Windows phone. Uh, just, again, because it's different. Counterculture, Richard. Whereas, counterculture, you know, but cool counterculture. Because as you say, Andrew, if I got an Android phone, I'd be like, oh, what if I've got an Android phone? It's like an Apple Does iPhone, your business partner have an uh, Android phone? He Well, eventually, if he ever gets his act together and actually purchases it. Uh, does he have a smartphone? No. Oh, got a dumb phone. A feature a phone. phone. A feature, featureless phone. Featureless phone. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, but then I'm just like, I'm over them. I just want them to work nowadays. It's a bit like, you know, yeah, the whole Windows Mac OS. It's like, oh, look, I just want it to work, and so True. I choose Windows because well, it works with the applications I'm used yeah, to using. Yeah, it's not yeah. there's no philosophical thing in it anymore. It's like I don't care. Well, I have to say, I'm probably still a little bit driven from the, you know, I'm part of that cult of Mac, cult, yeah. cult of Apple, and, it's and a big and, cult and, now. Yeah, but it's it's a very if much... you all commit mass suicide, we could solve some of the world's uh, <laughs> ecological problems. I'm waiting for Steve Jobs to come down from heaven oh, yeah, and 
He ain't going to rise. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, the Jesus phone was a bit of a yeah, yeah, inside yeah. joke, wasn't it? Actually? Oh, right. Yeah. Now, I'm expecting, you know, to that, that spaceship that's based on the new headquarters design, oh, you okay. know, for that to come yeah, down yeah. And, and take us all. Wow. Us. No, I still... I, I, all I you still, fanboys, you're all going. I still worship at that temple, I have to say, but yeah. I'm probably a little less... Uh, I'm not as in, in your face or in other people's faces about it as I used to be. Yeah. I kind of just, I'm quietly confident of my own belief system. Richard. I'm, I'm vaguely interested in what Apple are going to do with the TV. Because, you know, Apple TV 1, Apple TV 2 suggest they don't really understand TV. But now, you know, they claim that they've got it. Now, the thing from my perspective is I, I don't really find my TV that challenging. Yeah, you look at it, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I look at it. At, up and down, does volume, you know, and yeah. presumably if Apple are doing TV, they'll, they'll incorporate volume in this this particular edition. Yeah, you know, sure. Apple TV, they don't do volume. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> Which is a very purist, a very purist... Um, TV is about the vision, Richard. It's about you vision, know. and, you know, you should use the TV's you know, volume. volume. And, yeah. you know, you know I, I can see that they are technically correct, but it's not useful to me, because then I right. have to have two remotes. Um because goodness knows the content that you play back on your Apple TV, it doesn't have a consistent level of volume on it because it's crappy YouTube videos and all sorts of other things. But you know, sure. maybe in the Steve Jobs world, juggling a couple of remotes is, is neither here nor there. My world, I, I like the devices that have just just the one. But I am still interested to see what oh, okay. it, what it is they think they've revolutionised that. Um, uh, oh yeah, and I don't I don't want to get into the predicting that because countless other people have done it. And if you looked at what was ha- coming out at CES this year. It's amazing that you know an organisation like Apple that doesn't even exhibit there seems to have a vast influence on what you know the industry wants to do. So everyone's going, "Oh, let's preempt them and let's release some TVs that do this, that, and everything else." And yeah. you know, and voice is the future because they kind of imagine it could be. And imagine if it's not amazing if it wasn't voice or gesture; it was something else like telepathic based. And then you know everyone would go, "Oh, damn, we <laughs> missed out." Stupid, yeah. yeah, or um, or corded remotes. Because, you know, is that, well, no, no, let's think about this. One of the problems with remote controls that everyone keeps telling me about, especially those little silvery Apple ones, and we have this problem at home, we've really only got two remote controls, is losing them. Oh, where's that damn bloody remote control? If we went back to corded remote controls, we would not have this problem because you'd always be able to locate your remote control. I think there are, there are two main requirements for me for remote control. Yep. One is it's not so small that you can lose it, so the Apple yep. fails there. Secondly, it should take a double A battery. Double or a triple A battery in worst case scenario. I do not like remotes that take little buttons of batteries. Oh, because right. I don't keep them in stock, right? Yeah. So you know, I've got a, I've got one of my thousands of media players because you know I'm I'm, I'm yes. attempting to archive every media player <laughs> made, so I can build a little museum like yeah. Mac Museum. One of them takes a button cell, and you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's dead to me. Yeah. Because the remote's dead to me, and that makes it really hard to use. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the the next edition I bought because you know. I had to try the next version. That came with a double A battery, and as far as I can see, that is vastly, vastly superior unit. Because when the battery goes flat, I can change it. Well, are you telling me that a corded remote control? You'd not be into that because I think that'd be great. Corded's interesting. You could use it like a um, skipping rope. You know? Yeah, true. You know. I remember that. From did you ever have a corded remote? I never had it, but I've I remember going to um, someone's home, and I think it was a Panasonic. Well, it would have been called National back in those days because it was yeah. National Panasonic, and they had a corded remote control. And I didn't think, frankly, there was anything wrong with that. No, I well, did not think very clever. I did not think I, there was anything wrong with that because, frankly, if you're watching television, you're not in front of you're not running around, possibly tripping over the cord. Um, you're sitting on your sofa or your, your lounge chair 
and you you just happily click on the button, yeah. doing whatever you do with a remote control. I remember I, I had a friend who I think even before quarter remotes came out, he'd he'd wired he'd basically taken the uh, you know the the volume control, You're right? And he'd rewired that down a wire so he could. Wow. He could just you know the like potentiometer. Yeah. You know, he'd move that out to a, a, yeah. a box so he could sit at the table and turn the volume down during the ads and turn it back. Like, Frank, th- this was all a big advancement in my home. Um, from basically the youngest child being the remote control, yeah. as I was, because I'm the youngest child in my family. Yeah, so like family members would say, "Richard, go turn up the volume," or "Richard, go turn, um, you know, go change the channel." Well, so, or, or lie there. I'm not quite sure. Can you just, so wait just, just the wait? You just, just, just sit there. So you know, the advent of the infrared corded or uncorded. Um, sorry, yeah, the, the remote control where. The person watching it could control that. That was a major advancement, and I, you know, I'm forever happy. Yeah, yeah. But no, um, I I've got no idea what Apple do. And frankly, why don't we let this year be the year of not non-production? Non-production. Because I we're not going to talk about gadgets, and we're not going to. Predict. No, we're going to talk about. I'm, oh, I'm I'm gonna we're going to talk about technology. We're going to talk about gadgets and technology. But no, for me, Richard, is like let's not listen to the pundits or the rumor mongers, because frankly, that takes away that takes away the magic and the mystique of our industry. And I think that's the problem. Like, um, we, we, we might have There's almost about, an industry that is just predicting. Is it, yeah, and yeah. it's crap. There's no content. It's there's no like, content, and it's crap. And, and, and there's news that gets created around it. And then by the time that actually anything ever comes out, there are two things that happen. One is that you're just tired. There's this fatigue that sets in. It's like, oh, God, I can't even, I don't even care. And second, if it is amazing... You've, it's, things have been so overhyped that it's underwhelming. Yeah. So, to me, you know, um, this industry and the world in general would be far more exciting and interesting when there's less news, less blogging about, you know, this idea, this prediction, and things come out and you go, wow, that is really cool. Yeah. You know, and you could be truly excited like a child at Christmas. Because what I think is really funny now is, you know, we had predictions, we've had predictions for a long time, and now, yeah. of course, we've got a whole industry which is you know, summarising the predictions for this week. So there's like an yeah. aggregation, you know, so you get the this week's roundup of oh, yeah. three predictions. Oh, like, oh my goodness. Yeah, before you know it, there'll be like a monthly roundup of the weekly roundups. Of the yeah. Week. And it's like, oh, enough, enough. I don't... I'm trying not to it read arrives, this. it'll arrive, and whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm finding... But I'm just not that excited. I'm finding, Richard, I'm not listening to... Well, I'm not listening. I'm not... Um, don't you like, go talking about not listening to podcasts again. No, no. Not or doing listen podcast. to a podcast. I'm to podcast. Yeah, no, I'm not... Um, like reading things like Gizmodo or Engadget. I haven't looked at those sites for ages. Yeah. Uh, I still, you know, got RSS feeds, um, subscribed to a few Apple-related things. But that is much about, I guess, about the whole business and the industry in general, not about the specifics about, you know, this particular device or this thing coming out. And I, I tell you, to be honest, I get really bored listening to those kinds of endless discussions because there's a bunch of people who are completely uninformed like you and I yeah um, talking about things as if they do know I guess some people actually have connections with some of these companies so they can talk about it I, I'm actually more interested about seeing something that's actually real has come out I could probably go out in the shop and buy it or go and look at it and go wow that's neat I, I want to have that kind of uh, excitement about this industry and about technology again me too so no Let's more do that. No, no more predictions. No more predictions. Okay. Hey, so what do you think, sir? <laughs> and no more talking about Star Wars. No. Oh what? no way. No no Star Wars. Is <laughs> I thought I threw that in there. See so we could get that yeah. through. Okay. No. The, so, so the other 
for me, the other kind of standout thing that has actually made a you know big change in, in my working life as as well as my home life is actually this uh, this MacBook Air. Since getting it in, I think uh, July August, I've found that I I use my desktop computer at home a lot less. Yeah. Um, I probably haven't used my iPad nearly as much, my tablet. Uh, and I've found that, you know, it's kind of the, my kind of central device for work and for home usage. So, yeah, you know, and what is it? It's just a little computer. It's just a little portable computer. With a, and with a keyboard. With a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. And it, well, that's very it's interesting, just I, really was, well. I didn't think it would be that useful to me, Richard. So I always found that, right? Because, you know... You had this whole thing that you loved your iPad, and I always I said, do still. I, yeah, I still, and I always said I didn't use mine as much, yeah. and that's because whilst you know, whilst my laptop's not as small as the Air and as light yeah, as the Air, yeah. it, it was portable. that small form factor, mm. and I took it everywhere, and it was like, this is great. I can you know all my desktop applications, and I still prefer desktop applications generally over their iPad. Sure, yeah, you know, equivalents. Yeah, um, you know, they're just there for me, and, and it's got a keyboard, and I that really keyboard's like really useful. Keyboard. Eh? Yeah, that's way better than those on-screen things. Yeah. yeah. I do find, I, 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 you know, and I like to convince myself that a tablet still definitely has um, a place. I mean, it does absolutely. It's our kitchen computer. You know, we leave it in the kitchen on the table, and so we're always able to look, read the news. And so there's there's things I absolutely prefer to do on the tablet, like look at news feeds, read documents, and things. I, I don't like using a computer to do that. Um, even it's on much a big more screen. of a consumption device than it, a contribution device. It still is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing little games, obviously, you know, my kids like doing that, and, and I enjoy playing the odd game. Also, I, I really don't play games on a on the computer. No. I'd rather do it on the phone and, or on the tablet. Uh, but there, there have been times when I've preferred to actually just browse the web on my... Um, Can you imagine iPad? 10 years ago actually Sorry, hearing somebody computer. say, I'd rather play games on my phone than on a computer? Uh, yeah, this is, this is been playing Snake... Yeah. yeah, well, and like this year, not to speculate, but you know, you could start you think seeing. Snake's going to make a comeback? Well, quad core based uh, tablets and phones running some kind of n dimensional snake game, I bet. Right. That's got sort of social networking built in. I oh, bet. It's bound to have I, won't, I won't be doing it because yeah. I'm not into snake. That's a bit too sophisticated for and me. I'm not into social networking, so that's it. it's all over. But you're on Twitter, Richard. <laughs> you told me. <laughs> I saw you join, I thought, what, why are you doing that? I, I tried to jo- I tried to join an application the other day and it, it had very much a connect through Facebook. Oh, but if you really must, there's a manual login. Yeah, I and don't I like, trust oh, that. Man. I don't. I did one of those connect or um, log into the service using Facebook, and I regretted it straight away because it wanted to post things. Started endlessly yeah. sharing stuff, and I'm like, mm, I'm not really keen on doing that. So I just don't understand these things. that just endlessly yeah. want to share stuff. That's why having something like LastPass, Richard. It, oh, now LastPass is a tech. Okay, well, that changed your life. Yeah. That no, damn it. In terms of if there was a single thing, single technology. Oh, actually, I have to put two. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm say, not sure you can have two. No, 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 like, no two. Anyway, yeah. LastPass yeah. has absolutely been a godsend to me, and there's an extension to LastPass called XMarks, which you probably you may have That's heard right. of or used in the past. LastPass went and bought them. Did you know that? So Xmarks needed you told to. Told me you were so excited. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So Xmarks does the whole bookmark thing, and that was fantastic because it's completely solved the the buggery that um, is Google Chrome and the way it puts all those little bookmarks on that bookmark bar. Yeah. Because I used to have all this kind of randomization of bookmarks. Yeah. It would never keep them in the same order. You know that that drives me nuts. <laughs> Xmarks solved that. 
Xmarts has solved that, and it works um, cross-browser, cross-platform, so it makes me very happy. There's also this really cool thing in Xmarts which um, allows you to look at the open tabs on another browser that you're using. So if I'm at home and I've, and I've opened some browser tabs, yeah. when I get to work using my browser on my MacBook here, I can go, oh, crikey, what was I browsing at home? And I can see it, and vice versa. That's really cool. Yeah, that, that, I can imagine like using remote control that like browsing. once a year. Oh, I use it all the time. Really? You're weird. Yeah. Because, I, I, you know, I'm browsing something and I go, oh, crikey, I forgot to bookmark that. Oh, it doesn't matter. I can look at what mm. I was looking at. So that's cool. But the integration, well, it's not terribly integrated with LastPass, but LastPass has just saved me so much trouble with all the different passwords I use. I feel secure. I feel safe and confident. It's like wearing, an, I was going to say wearing it's a mask. It's though, isn't it? You know, I guess if, if LastPass ever got compromised, you'd be... I'd be buggered. Completely <laughs> stuck. No, um, but, I don't, truly. but having looked at the technology, I've talked about this before. Yeah, I think I it's safe. Blah, blah. Oh, yeah. yes. Blah, blah. Yeah. So I was going to say, it um, makes me feel safe and confident. I was going to say, um, like wearing a nappy. <laughs> but no, <laughs> an adult diaper. Okay. And, uh, and, no. you, know, you, know, you, just, you just feel safe. It's like wearing a seatbelt. That's, that's what I want oh, to say. Okay. Like wearing a seatbelt. You actually feel safe. Travelling at speed. Children, never go out without your last That's class. right. Yeah. You know, Travelling at speed on the information superhighway, I yeah. feel like I'm safe. It's like a, actually a seatbelt and airbags. Right. And good brake pads. Okay. Yeah. And a roll cage. I can't believe over the year you revealed that your Amazon password was 16 characters. You reckon that now someone's going to hack yep. that? No, you're screwed now. You can't tell anything from 16 characters, Richard. <laughs> oh, no. Heavily no, randomized. Knowing the length of password, that's... Uh, well, I rotate it um, every day with a one-time password. <laughs> with a one-time cipher pad. One, one-time cipher pad, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so LastPass and then Plex, Richard. I'm still Plex. Oh, I'm still Plex in a way. It's gone from strength to strength, Richard. And it has absolutely become pervasive in our home to the point that my kids are using it. Uh, Angela uses it, uh, and they don't have to get much assistance or support from me. Much. Much. It's not totally <laughs> perfect. I think that's partly a combination uh, of the fact that I'm using a laptop as my um, media centre. As opposed so, to... Well, I'd love to use like a Mac Mini if I could afford to just go buy one and use it for that, but I can't really justify it. Why would that be better than a laptop? Well, because a laptop has a screen, oh, and okay. you know it goes in it when you might sometimes open it or... I think the laptop having a screen, a built-in display that you're actually not using yeah, display, it kind of goes it, a bit wonky it feels, sometimes. It feels uncomfortable about that. It feels uncomfortable about it. Like, also, from an aesthetic um, point of view, it's I'm uncomfortable about it because all the ports are on the side, not at the back. Oh, yeah. And so I can, I can see occasionally cables running into it, whether it's the power of the Ethernet uh, or the audio or the video. Yeah. I can see those cables kind yeah. of just coming out the side and then quickly going behind it. Yeah. But I know they're there. Now, if I had a Mac Mini, Richard, I could hide that somewhere and I would never see those cables and I would feel better. And a, a, like a desktop tower thing is designed to be run without a um, run headless, right? This can be run like a server. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I could just VNC into like it. Now, I can do. I could do that. But... Um, it's not always working quite so seamlessly for me. Right. So, unfortunately, I'm still having to go, oh, look, you just have to, you know, flick open this, the lid and then flick the lid down again and, you know, it'll sort itself out. Or, you, oh, you actually have to kill that process and restart it and <laughs> it'll sort itself <laughs> yeah, out. That is and apparently much. that's not um, that's not what people expect. No. They just want to turn the telly on uh, and, and have a word. I'm also thinking maybe because I've got a television and a projector 
um, switched into the source that maybe that's what's causing the problem. Okay. Yeah. So I, I yeah. built um, I built a uh, I built a, a rack. Did you? Yeah. And, and so I put my because um, I wanted to move my Wi-Fi out of my son's room because I feel awkward about having Wi-Fi in my son's room. Well, why? Because he's growing and uh, you're concerned about. Yeah. yeah. I just feel bad about it. And it was, it was, it was, he's it old a, enough now. He's not really affected by radiation. wasn't uh, wasn't a particularly good place either in the house. So yeah. I moved it downstairs, and so I built. I, I got one of these little storage cubes, and I built a rack, and I put the time capsule in there, and I put. Uh, when you say storage cube, as in like a like thing a, you buy from the warehouse? Yeah, like, like from the warehouse. So, is uh, it wooden? No, wooden one. Oh, that'd be good Plus. for um, good for Wi-Fi though, yeah, right? Wooden. So um, so I put put the Wi-Fi in there, put the time yeah. capsule in there. Go, gonna put a hard drive in there to. to yeah, unable to wirelessly share that. So yeah. But anyway, um, so I drilled a few holes in it so the wires kind of come out the side oh. so I don't have to look at them. Oh. And it was all going really well. And then I put oh. it in the... I had to go in the kitchen. Oh, kitchen on the breakfast bar. And oh. so and so I pointed it away from the kitchen um, so that it couldn't get any splashes in it or anything. Yeah, you know, it stopped working. Like but unfortunately, of course, um, of course, the design to the back's really ugly, basically. Right. Coming back to the fact that, you know, Ugliness. It's Ugliness. Like, my wife's like, seriously, is that the back? Yeah. <laughs> we have and to that, look at that. And that faces the kitchen. Uh, yep. Yep. Because if I put it the other around, you might get water on my uh, on my Wi-Fi. Always. Why don't you put a um, like a glass or a plastic? Because well, then you got heat or issues. some film. No. What yeah. What do you got in there? Oh, time capsule. That doesn't heat it up. Does. Trust now, me. have you ripped off the rubber thing off the bottom of it yet? I did that. New. No. Yeah. So there's a little rubber pad. Oh, it doesn't vibrate. Well, it, well it's got a vibratey thing in there, but it won't vibrate, believe me. Okay. So what I've done, Rich, is I ripped that rubber thing off there because I was concerned about heat retention. Yeah. And to, it seems to me a rather bizarre and odd design choice by Apple to coat or, or to have a rubber film on the bottom of the time capsule. When And if you rip it off, you'll find that it's actually got um, a metal casing with holes in it. The holes presumably allow air to flow through it, which is somewhat impeded by that rubber <laughs> um, rubber footing. Okay. So I ripped it off, and I then elevated that above the table yeah. by gluing four bits of Lego. Right. Which also... Oh, you glued Lego? I glued Lego oh, to it. Yeah, or Lego. I epoxied. Right. I love epoxy resin, eh? Yeah. Do you love epoxy resin? I love epoxy resin. Uh, and so, yeah, I used that and glued it. And now it sits above the desk um, by probably a good, I don't know, four or five millimetres. Presumably, if you wanted to raise it, you could just add more Lego on the bottom. I could. I, that's, that's what I thought. <laughs> that is a modular design. That is a like, modular design. I'm liking that. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, I'm just are they all the same coloured bricks with you? They would be. Are they white? They're white. Uh, I don't know if they actually are all the wow. same coloured bricks because you can't see it. Okay. Yeah, I actually chose particular bricks that allowed good airflow. There is, um, as my father always says, the quality you don't see that defines quality, though. Well, true. Like you know, the back of the cabinet. Yeah. Which you bought. I was going to say, are you going to open source those um, designs? I think I will. Because uh, I, I, after you told yeah. me about them looking butt ugly from the front, I'm maybe not so sure I want well, to do that. Well, yeah, I'm going to spray paint it. It'll be fine. It's yeah. a proof of concept. You know, yeah. If it works out well, I'll probably build a full custom cabinet. So what about sound? Hey? Sound, you know, No, noise. it doesn't make any sound. Okay. Why would it make sound? No, from the components that are in your cabinet and your little rack right. that you made. Well, there's a time capsule and it's pretty quiet. Yeah, it makes yeah, a bit of Wi-Fi. I don't think I've ever had a Wi-Fi that makes a noise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what sort of experience you've had with Wi-Fi. Doesn't your if time it's making a noise, it ain't working properly. Doesn't your time capsule do Wi-Fi as well? What made you choose to go for a? Well, I've always struggled with this thing. I, I, maybe I'm just stupid, but um, I, can't, I can't get <laughs> I can't get my time capsule to work unless it's attached to my ADSL. Uh, in terms of it, both well, it needs it needs it needs internet. Uh, 
you know, connection. It's, it? it's a very it's a very happy device if it's being used as the main Wi-Fi device. Yeah, I found that works. You know, that's my main Wi-Fi device, and so the Apple TV connects to it, and everything connects to it. It yeah. works really sweetly. Yeah. Um, uh, but where it's kind of a subsidiary device, I just never kind of got it to do really what I wanted it to do. Um, and so it's better if it's the main device, and it's better if it's attached by a wire to yeah. the internet, so that all those devices that are connecting to it can get to the internet via, via Ethernet yes. to the to the ADSL modem. Yeah. Yeah, so more cool. or less, I'm going to turn off the Wi-Fi on the ADSL modem and just use the time capsule. Because yeah. then all my Apple devices will work happily, and maybe nothing even, else will. Richard. <laughs> nothing <laughs> else will. Apple TV might even work for a bit. Yeah. Um, because they were forever losing their connections to the other, and you know, back to your opening opening the switch and closing it down. It's like teaching people to reset the Apple TV is just not a happy place to be. Yeah, no, I, I I can't I can't get past that. And that's when, what when you try to get not the family to do those things. I'm predicting that maybe in 2012 2013 we will develop Wi-Fi that just works continuously. For, for months on end without requiring people to reset their devices. Do you have to reset your Wi-Fi very often? Not the Wi-Fi, but in terms of the, oh, devices, the devices, quite often I have to drop them off and we can put them back on again. I haven't had and that problem for ages. I have not had that problem for ages. Um, but you've and, got Apple devices connecting to uh, an Apple. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, and that, that does that, work. That's okay. That does work. A nice yeah. homogenous sort of ecosystem yeah. tends to work. I actually have a lot of stuff that's just plugged in because I find, you know, wire works, is eh? good. Ethernet's really Power good. Power line's good. It's been around for a while. It, is. it just works. I th- I'm thinking that computers need a new port and I'm thinking the internet port is I'd like to brand and right. create a new port that's called the internet port or, or when I'm talking to lay people, talk to them and drop this, oh, has it got an internet port? Yeah. And I'd like to see what sort of confusion and... Uh, and it, it's going to be like fibre optic. I don't care what it is, Richard. It could be an existing thing on there. I'm just going to start using this term, internet port. Oh, right. you know, and just see whether it really buggers people up when they go, oh, oh I, don't, I haven't got that. What, what does that look like? Oh, you know, it'll be obvious it's got a picture of the internet, you know, yeah. next to it. Uh, what does a picture of the internet look like? A cloud. A cloud, okay. A cloud. You've got a cloud port. Cloud port. Are you big in the cloud? You know what I might start doing is when talking to vendors. Yeah. Imagine if we spoke to vendors... And we spoke to them as if we knew nothing. Uh, you know, like uh, a quite lot of managers often, in IT. Quite often vendors <laughs> talk to us as if we know nothing. Yeah, so, you know, so, no, but so, so in some way the conversation will now be too much. What, what if we turn it around? And so if you're dealing with like an HP or yeah. um, an IBM or something, and you're talking about the latest some server they have, and, and you, you talk to them as if you're one of these kind of you know managers of IT who actually knows zip, bupkis, nothing about technology. Yeah, because mostly managing IT is about service and paying bills. So yeah, normally people and stuff, eh? yeah. yeah, yeah. So I go to IBM and, and they give me a suppose, you know, like this got this latest sort of storage device or some, you know, amazing supercomputery thing and, and you say to them, cool, so how many internet ports has this got? <laughs> and, and if you try and do that with a completely yeah. deadpan, yeah. Uh, serious, you know, looking yeah. at them, and you just and you just don't let them get <laughs> away from it. Practice that quite a lot. I yeah. think you would. Thing is, we can do it because we're not actors. It's a yeah. bit like Borat or you know that yeah, guy yeah. doing those sort of um, or, or Ricky Gervais and they do those sort of comedy things. And uh, you know they know what they're doing, so they can kind of act and they put on those uh, those sort of characters. And people just get really uncomfortable. But if imagine that that could in itself be a really good uh, comedy show. I think. Yeah. And you, it only makes sense to people like us, obviously. 
I might, I might try that. Yeah, well, you, but you, you, you want to think about how you follow it up because they obviously, you know, they patiently they tell you well, yeah. it's got it's got two Ethernet ports because typically, you know, they got two. two and, Ethernet, and you would become what? What is that? Well, but no, no, no. Because what you want to say is, oh, okay, yeah, no, I've heard, I have. But are you saying you haven't got any dedicated internet ports? <laughs> yeah, just, so you're not. Just to yeah. be clear that, yeah. that your your product, yes. your product, because obviously, I'm, seven, a, yeah. obviously <laughs> I'm evaluating other products, but your product has no internet port. And, and, and then you start, you write, you make an annotation in your notebook, yeah. right? That's right. You write, you, yeah. you write something right. down. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so no internet. What about a cloud port? Yeah, you got a cloud port. You no. got to have at least one of those. Got, we need two of those for redundancy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, none of those either. Oh. Well, what about the wireless? Uh, wireless cloud. cloud. Wireless <laughs> cloud. You don't. You don't have. Oh, because I mean, if you don't have wireless cloud ports, then that's okay. Because um, you need wireless cloud ports where you can plug those in. Yeah. If you don't have those, then what about the the, the connected, the corded, yeah. the wired okay. cloud ports? And so I guess. Um, uh, yeah. So when I say obviously a logical thing. Is there any way I can upgrade, <laughs> say, in the next 18 months to have an internet port? Yeah, yeah. Or when you... If your roadmap is showing a support for an internet yeah, port. Yeah, yeah. And, and if it doesn't say that, then, you know, we honestly, we can't buy your products. That's right. You, you can't even be in the... Uh, you can't respond to the next RFP that we put out. That's right. Because, I mean, inth- Ethernet's been around... Yeah, no, 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 that's no. old. That, that's legacy technology. That's Richard. right. That's yeah. legacy technology. We don't want We're all about the internet and we're about cloud, we so we need hardware support. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, as an interim, at a minimum, you need at least a web port. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so you might have internet, you don't have cloud yet, but at least have you got that interim um, standard of the web and, port. And I don't want a web 1.0, I want a web 2.0. No, I want a web 2.0 port. <laughs> well, possibly yeah. even a web 3.0. Do you reckon we get away with that? I reckon do. Oh, I and to try and do that with like those. an Oracle, you know, and try and think what you can do if it was around. Well, no, because Oracle are kind of new to hardware. They'd be like, oh, no, so you wouldn't maybe. do a hardware. You'd have to do a software thing. Oh, yeah. Which is like, um, well, what about, you know, these object, these object things? Well, so I'm trying to think what would be kind of equivalent. You know, you'd have to find some kind of legacy or old kind of technology, um, maybe, I don't know, subroutines. Yeah. So you talk about something, you know, or screens or... Well, maybe you just, you know, you could probably get... Uh, so, you know, does, does your product support, uh, the cl- you know, cloud protocols? <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. And they'd be like, exactly. oh, well, you know, HTTP, HTTPS. No, 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 no actual, like, cloud protocols yeah. for, for cloud. Cloud APIs. Cloud, cloud APIs yeah, yeah. And, and, and internet um, internet protocols, internet objects. Yeah. You know, do you have these internet objects yeah. that, that you can use? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we could do that. We could try. Or, or some kind of... Uh, it would be a lot of fun to stuff around with vendors. Well, I don't that. think they have a sense of humour, though. But as you say, the most of them treat us as if we know nothing. That's so true. Why don't we like? Why don't we actually <laughs> fulfil that uh, and actually make it really interesting, okay. uh, kind of thing? So anyway, before we um, we'll probably okay. So no predictions, but we'll make fun of vendors. I think that's uh, yeah. not fun of vendors. Have fun with have them. fun with vendors. I like if anyone out there is actually prepared to do this. Any of our listeners, yeah. let us know because I think that would be 2012 could be the year of fun with vendors. Because, frankly, you know, I got enough yeah. presentations from them, they're and they're boring fun. as. And they, the they carry on about yeah. the same thing. It's a bit like, you know, if you look on... A, like a, a, cloud. Exactly. Cloud. It's always got the same old cloud. hype. It's cloud. It's service-oriented architecture. Actually, no one talks about SOA anymore because no. it's sort of passe. You know, so no one talks about Web 2.0. It's cloud. Cloud this, cloud that. What else? What are, what are the hype things that go on? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Cloud virtualization still seems to be. Oh, virtualization. Yeah, because yeah, it used need, to be virtualization. Need a couple of hypervisors. Yeah. So I, I'd be actually looking for the um, virtual port. 
The virtual cloud. <laughs> the virtual cloud port. <laughs> Richard, before I came um, to this meeting, I popped into a bicycle store. Yeah, okay. Because I'm kind of interested in getting a bike. Wow. And That's very... Um, what? Very real world. Yes. Yeah. Very real world. But I was astonished at the level of technology that's in the latest, you know, bicycle tech. If you ever look at those things, they've got... I mean, not um, electronic technology... But more sort of mechanical engineering. I'm just like amazed. Disc brakes and well, the last time I bought a bike was probably about uh, just before my daughter was born. Probably about fifteen, sixteen years ago. Yeah. So back in those days, I suspect you know it wasn't carbon. Well, it wouldn't have been carbon fiber. Wouldn't have had hydraulic thingamajigamies. Uh, it was pretty. It would. I think it maybe had twelve speeds. Yeah. It was a mountain bike. It was probably made of like steel. It was really heavy. And now yeah. I look at the ones today, and they're like $3,000. They've got these kind of little funny joints on them. They've got weird kind of disc brakes. I'm, frankly, I just walked away shaking my head going, A, I can't afford one of these things, and B, it's frightening. I'm going to have to learn a lot before well, actually buying Well, it becomes like one. your car. You can no longer service it yourself. That's what I found. Yeah, but I mean... It's still too hard. I mean, you can't service it. But a car, you know, you know, it's still easy. You know, it hasn't really changed. The bikes look like they've changed a lot. Well, they become if, like cars. As if I need got, to learn a whole bunch they've of stuff. They've got suspension. Yeah, they've got, they've got suspension. They've got those springy you know, things yeah. on them. I'm like, I just want to buy it. I want a push bike that I could ride around and get fit on. Well, you don't have to spend $3,000. Well, that was all the ones this shop had, Richard. Okay, then you didn't they had like the from The cheapest one I saw was $3,199, and the most expensive one was about three eight. And, um, yeah, scared okay. me. So you, you're telling me there are... Wrong bike shop. There are tell- okay, it looked yeah. like a normal bike shop. Had, you know, pictures bikes. of people in Lycra. But actually, it was one of those criticisms, actually. Um, interestingly, you know, mountain bikes, when mountain bikes first came out, they really opened up cycling. Yeah. Uh, and cycling became really popular. And then it became very elitist. Yeah. And actually, people, the more, it's quite interesting, you know, watching the Tour of, Defra- Tour Tour of, Tour de, France. Tour de France. Tour de France. Uh, it's become very popular. Yeah. But actually, it doesn't transfer into people actually wanting to cycle because they look at that stuff and think, oh, I can never do that. I look at that stuff That's and really I also think, I don't want testicular cancer like um, like Lance Armstrong. Well, you can get special special saddles. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was all the steroid use and stuff, isn't it? That he he did. I don't want to do that, Richard. I don't want to take steroids just so I can bike around. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to spend three thousand dollars. I'm pretty sure they <laughs> okay. didn't offer you steroids when you. Uh, when well, you... maybe that was why it cost three thousand dollars because you actually get like a steroid pack. Like a pack. dispenser. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we'll talk about it next time. I've got a whole bunch of things we're going to talk about. But yeah, let's, let's talk about it next time. Let's yeah. leave it for next time. This one's a short one just to get us back in the groove. It's not really that short. It's 15 minutes long. Oh, I know, but ah. um, the next thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about next time, Richard. Hey, 25 minutes if you talk, listen to it double time. True. It's half that time. Um, I want you to look at this. I want you to do a bit of uh, research, Richard, before I talk about this. Okay. Uh, Unraid. 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 I want to talk about Unraid. It's a bit oh. like unconferences and... Okay. Uh, I don't know. What are, are we talking about raiders and disc raiders as opposed yeah. to uh, risks, uh, issues, and something else? Uh, There's some project, <laughs> program management wanky term. Oh, no, definitely not program management. I don't know what the O stands for. No, raid as in like disc raids and wow. things like that. Unraid. Unraid. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Really? I, haven't, I haven't done it yet. I've been reading about it. I I'm new, want to look at it in, as a way to uh, okay. do cloud storage at home. <laughs> Virtualizing storage through my cloud port, that's right. So have a look at it next time so we can have a talk about it, because I want to get your opinions on it. I'm pretty excited about it, as maybe the next big thing that we do at home.
Okay. All right. It's not a prediction, though, is it? No, no, it's not a prediction at all. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Hey, so um, thanks for geeking out with us. We're the Ministry of Geek.